Good morning. Amen. Can you give the Lord a hand this morning to be in his house? Amen. Happy Father's Day to all of you that are fathers and uh, either here and watching online. We appreciate you very much, and we just uh, thank the Lord for good fathers today. Amen. How many is thankful for our eternal Father? Amen. Father God, we love you. Uh, We do want to welcome you today, and I have a couple announcements before we get into worship. Uh, Pastor Steve would like me to announce that the men of honor will be uh, having their summer cookout this coming Saturday at uh, 5 o'clock. Everybody say 5 o'clock at Gypsy Hill Park. I think on our slide, we may have it here at Calvary, but it is at Gypsy Hill Park at five o'clock. The church is going to be supplying the meat. I believe Pastor John is fixing a pork. Uh, so you can fix some sides or bring some drinks, chips, and those type of things and just come out. Uh, Pastor Steve would love everybody to come out and enjoy a great time of fellowship. Uh, for those of you that are members, next Sunday, immediately following the morning service, we will be having our annual business meeting, so we encourage you uh, to please make plans to stay. It'll be right after service. We'll go right into that. Uh, it won't be a long afternoon, but we just uh, need to have our bi- annual business meeting and go through um, what we normally go through each year. Amen. Um, and then also, we do want to make one more very important reminder. Everybody say back to school. Yeah, everybody knows that summers go really, really fast. So we do have our back to school program going on. If you can bring in supplies, there is a list at the back that you can take home with you. And it has all the different things that we need to collect. If you don't have time to shop, as Pastor Steve has mentioned several times, you can just bring money in or send some money in. Um, Be sure you earmark it for the back to school project because we're really, uh, we just have just a few more weeks for that and it's going to be here. We're going to be sponsoring a high school and we just encourage you to pray and get involved in that. Amen. How many is ready to worship the Lord this morning? That's right. Go ahead. Stand up and let's give the Lord a hand. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Just give him a praise. Lift up your voice in your hands this morning. Amen. Hallelujah.
Holy Spirit, have your way. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
go to what he's done. How many is thankful for what the Lord has done in your life? How many has got a praise in your heart for what he's done for you this morning? blood we thank you for the cross we thank you for salvation this morning we thank you for healing for freedom Lord that you have provided for us
Hallelujah, church. Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. Hallelujah. Has God done something for you this morning? How many of you are born again? You're walking with the Lord this morning, and God has been so good to you. You know, we all of us, I'm sure, has had a lot going on in our life this last week or last couple weeks or last couple months. Either at home or on our jobs, our family, or whatever that looks like in our life. And I want us this morning, just for a few minutes, I want us to kind of try to push a little of that aside. And I want to think, I want you to think about how God, how good God has really been to you. How God, good God has really been to us. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to throw your hands up in the air. And I want us to sing that like Tina said a few minutes ago, like a big choir. And I want us to sing that out to the Lord of how thankful we are, first of all, for our salvation and what God is doing in our lives at this moment. Amen. Let's sing that real loud out together. What he's done. that's not saved yet. Lord, we just thank you in advance. Lord, we thank you in advance for our healing, Lord. We thank you in advance for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you in advance for working it all out for our good, Lord. We just worship you this morning. up to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning. Amen. As they continually play and sing, turn around and shake your neighbor's hand this morning.
Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning as you are seated in the house of God this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord another big hand this morning. I feel the presence of the Lord in the house this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Healing is in the house this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. How many endured worship this morning? How many believe God is about to do something big in this house? Amen. We serve a God and He only does big things. Amen. Praise the Lord. Happy Father's Day to all of our fathers today. Let's give them a round of applause this morning. Amen. I want all you, I know this had you to sit down, but I want all of you dads to stand up this morning. And we're going to have prayer over you this morning. Amen. We got a couple giveaways this morning for you, and praise the Lord. I'm sure some of you men put it in two or three times, but we, uh, I want to pray over you fathers today. Stretch your hands towards our fathers today. Doesn't it look beautiful? Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we thank you for being our heavenly Father. God, we worship you because you are the, ultimately the Father. And Lord, we praise you this morning. Father, we thank you for every dad that's in the house this morning. Every dad that made the effort to come to the house of God this morning. The ones that are not even here that are connected to our families. We pray for them today, God. Lord, we're asking you to give them wisdom. We're asking you to give them understanding. We're asking you to give them counsel. We're asking you to give them might. We're asking you, Lord, to overflow your blessings upon their life. That, Lord, you will bless them when they go in. You'll bless them when they go out. And, Lord, you'll bring a great protection over their life. God, I pray blessings over their life this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen and amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord this morning. Praise the Lord. We got a couple Lowe's giveaways this morning. And let me see. Fred Stevenson, make your way up here, buddy. Jason Wyatt, let's give him a hand this morning. Amen. Big old brute, you. <laughs> let's give these guys a hand this morning. We love you guys. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just a few announcements before Pastor Steve comes to preach to us this morning. How many of you appreciate your assistant pastor this morning? Amen. He's going to be bringing the Word of God to us this morning. Next Sunday is our annual business meeting. So everyone that is a member, uh, we're voting on new elders uh, next Sunday. So please be here. If you are a member of this church, please be here right after our Sunday morning service is going to be our annual business meeting. Uh, starting next Sunday, right after church, right after church, before church, uh, around 930, we're going to have a coffee table set up outside. We're going to do this uh, every end of the month. 
So bring your uh, family, bring your friends, uh, come and spend a little time before church service, uh, fellowshipping with each other, loving on each other, uh, talking positive uh, to each other, and just praying maybe for each other out there, just fellowshipping together. Uh, so I just encourage next Sunday that we do that. Uh, uh, Sister Cindy is doing our Facebook page now, and she is doing an excellent job. So go to our Facebook page uh, for all announcements. She actually breaks the sermon down for us and puts pieces of that on the uh, on Facebook every week, all week long. So go to our Facebook page. And uh, like something and else I got here. What was that? Like and share. Like and share. Amen. Water baptism, uh, the month of August, the 13th. Uh, pastor John, we, our youth pastor, will be preaching that Sunday, and we will be having water baptism. If you have not been baptized and you are a born-again Christian, I encourage you to sign up for our water baptism on August the 13th. We've had a few that came to the altar last Sunday and prayed the prayer of faith, and so we're going to baptize them yes, on August the 13th, okay? Uh, there was one other thing. Our Sunday morning Bible class at quarter after nine, Brother Dale Perry uh, does an incredible job, so I want to invite you to be part of that also. Amen? Praise the Lord. He said nine o'clock. And he said, be there early. Amen. Wonderful class. Uh, he does just a wonderful job with our class down uh, there. Praise the Lord. Uh, it's good to see, and I didn't know that my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law was going to be here this morning. Would you stand, mother? And my brother and sister-in-law, would you stand this morning? And let's give them, that's Tina's mother, and let's just give them a big hand this morning for being in the house of the Lord with us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor Steve, if you'll come on up, and we're going to pray over you this morning. We want to be praying for Sister Brenda. She goes in for surgery uh, next, uh, I think it's Monday, isn't it? Uh, tomorrow, we want to be praying about that. Colleen Price's mother uh, passed away uh, yesterday evening. Uh, she was a, been a member of this church for, what, 20-some years, Sister Tina? And so let's be praying for her and be praying for uh, the family, okay? Praise the Lord. Let's give Pastor Steve a hand this morning as he brings the Word of God. Praise the Lord. How many are glad to be in the presence of the Lord? I, would, I just feel honored to be here, humbled by uh, the opportunity to bring a word of God to you this morning to the fathers. And uh, we want to say happy Father's Day again to all of our fathers here, for our dads, for our grandpas, grandfathers, whatever your children call you, right? We are thankful for you. And I believe that God has given me a word for, for, for fathers today. And I want to bring that to you. But I also want to say that I want to thank each and every one of you that have kept my daughter in your thoughts and your prayers. We want to thank you, Cindy and I. I want to thank you for your great hospitality and bringing us food. And all the, but most importantly, the prayers and the food you've done. We can't thank you enough. But God 
has brought my daughter to a place now that she's just finishing up one more last course of antibiotics that we're believing God is going to take her completely through this journey and she's going to be restored and she's going to be healed and set free. Amen? And we give God praise for that. Amen. Before we get into our word, I thought I would just bring a little bit of humor to our fathers today, okay? And uh, ladies, you're going to like this too, I'm sure. Just, you know, a lot of us men, we really don't always say what we really mean. <laughs> I got the first amen right here, amen. So, ladies, allow me to translate for you what your husbands are really saying. So when a man says, take a break, honey, you're working too hard. What he really means is, I can't hear this game over the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and when a man says, can I help you, sweetheart, with dinner? What he really means is, why isn't it ready yet? I'm hungry. And when a man, this is one of my favorites, because it's true. When a man says, I have already looked, and I can't find it. Men, have you been there? I've looked where you said, and I just can't find it. What he really means is, it didn't fall into my hands, so I'm completely clueless as to where it is. And something magical happens, some miracle happens. A woman walks in there, the wife, and she walks in there and says, right, there it is. And the last one, when a man says, you look terrific, what he really means is, please, please don't try on one more outfit. <laughs> We're already late for dinner and I'm starving. Amen, amen. All right, we're going to get in the Word of God this morning. I just thought I would just lighten it up a little bit here. We're going to go to the book of Philippians chapter 4 and we're going to look at verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 is our scripture text this morning. Finally, and I'm going to say men of God, because we're preaching to the fathers today. Finally, men of God, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, and whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, say meditate men, meditate on these things. See men, according to this text that I'm reading here this morning from the Word of God, the Apostle Paul is also in the same sense as us men struggling. He even tells God, Lord, there's things I do I don't want to do. And if we all struggle, and the enemy will try to bring thought patterns into our mind, and he'll try to bring destructive thought patterns into our mind that shouldn't be there. And men, we got to be honest with ourselves, and we got to look at this text. And what this text is saying is that God is looking for men that will have a true heart, a true mind, somebody that will be noble, somebody that will be right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And I like what Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 20 in verse 6 and 7. 
He says, most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Man, that's an important responsibility right there in itself. I want to title my message this morning, Integrity in the Life of a Godly Man. Integrity in the Life of a Godly Man. I want to read a quote my wife actually put on Facebook from Billy Graham. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Now, I've often heard the phrase, anyone can be a daddy, but it takes a man to be a father. How many's heard that one, right? And there's a lot of truth in this statement. I would add this. Anyone can be a daddy, but it takes a man of integrity to be a good father. Amen. Let me say that again. Uh, it takes to be a good father and a good daddy, you need men to walk in integrity. We're going to get, about, get into what integrity really is and what it means here in just a few moments. You see, the man who has integrity is one who will lead their family, who will take on the role of being a spiritual father. Amen. And he will lead his family into righteousness. He, he will also, his heart's desire, pastor, will be to leave a legacy behind for his children. And that legacy can be filled with cursings or that legacy can be filled with blessings. How many want to leave a legacy for your family with blessings? That will have eternal consequences, by the way. And so men, there is a lot of responsibility on us. God placed that responsibility on you. And the, and the woman says, amen, he did. God gave the man the responsibility to step up and be a man of God who will have integrity. The enemy out there will want men to lead their family in deception. He'll want us to lead our family into unrighteousness. He will want us to live dishonest lives and think it's okay. He will want us not to leave them a legacy except for heartaches and misery and cursings, and that will also have eternal consequences as well. Can I, can I get us to disagree here this morning, men, that we're living in a, in a day? Uh, we're living in a day that is very evil. How many can say amen to that? We're living in a very corrupt time. I mean to tell you, immorality, uh, lawlessness around America right now is going on. It seems like our society is just falling into that too. Our family structure is crumbling. I mean, there are people out there that really don't believe there's absolute truth. There's a lot of men out there that don't believe there's absolute truth. That there's no right, there's no wrong, there's really no good, and there's no evil. You know what the truth is based upon their opinions and their own lifestyles. I, I believe this is the way the truth is because I'm, I'm okay with this. Can I tell you this morning 
that if it's not okay with God, if it's not in the Word of God, then you can believe this, it is not okay for us to live the life that we think is okay just because we believe it's true doesn't always make it true, Brother Fred. Amen? The Bible says in Isaiah, there's coming a day like that. He says, woe to those who call good and Look here, woe to those who call evil good. That's what you say that. And there's people that do that. There are, there are those who call and good evil who will put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who will put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. This is what the prophet Isaiah said thousands of years ago. And sadly, I can see even from our government's from our schools, amen, our media. Listen, even the very American values that this country was founded on, I believe is quickly heading into this direction. I believe if we're not already there, it's only going to get worse. Jesus said it will wax worse and it will wax worse. Oh, how we need some men of integrity. God is still looking for some godly men with integrity who's going to step up and be a spiritual leader for Him, uh, be a spiritual leader for their home, be a spiritual leader in their community, be a spiritual leader in their workplaces. Come on, somebody. It's time, men, that we step up and take on the God-given responsibility that we have. Quit being a wimp. He didn't call men to be wimps. He didn't call men to step back and watch Satan come in and destroy marriages. He didn't call men to step back and watch the devil come in and destroy our children and our grandchildren. He called men to step up under the power of the Holy Spirit and say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. What is a godly man? A godly man is a man who lives his life that is consistent with the integrity of the Word of God. That's how, men, we live our life. Whatever is consistent with the Word of God, we walk in that integrity. We walk in that obedience. But see, men, a lot of times we get deceived by the devil because before you can be called a man of God, before you can be called a godly man of God, you have had first, as pastors already said this morning, you have had to have had a born-again experience with Jesus Christ. You can't be just a good man. You can't live this life and lead your family through the evil that we're going through this day and time unless you have the power of God, unless you have the power of the Holy Spirit upon you until you're endued with power from up on high. We cannot fight this battle for our families. It's not my fight. It's God's fight. It's not my battle. It's the Lord's battle. But He says you got to be having a relationship with me. Are you here this morning and you really don't know for sure if you've got a true relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you been born again? Have you been washed in the blood of Jesus? If you're here this morning, men, young men, older men, doesn't matter. You've never really had that heart born again experience, then this is your day. This is the day to step up, to become a child of God, to become a man of God, 
And because see, I'm telling you right now, uh, the devil would want you to think because you're just a good man. The devil wants you to think he's all right with only as long as you think you're okay. As long as you think everything's good in your life and that you're just a moral person, you live by good principles, you're good to your neighbors, you give anything, you take the coat off your back and give it to somebody. That's not going to get you to heaven. The only thing that's going to get you to heaven is a born-again experience with Jesus Christ for what He did at Calvary some 2,000 years ago when He hung on a cross and He took the beating. He took the stripes. He took He let the blood flow down to the ground and He said, this blood's for you. Amen. The blood of Jesus is the only thing that's going to have you. See, works don't save you. By grace, you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. Say, not of myself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Don't boast about your goodness because we're all not good. There ain't none righteous. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. But the only way we become righteous before a holy God is when He sees the blood of Jesus applied to our hearts. Amen? Alrighty. So by faith in Christ's death and resurrection, here's what a godly man does. Once he's received Christ into his heart, he no longer has just declared Jesus as his Savior, but now he has declared Jesus to be the Lord of his life. He has declared Jesus to be the one who will empower him with the Holy Spirit so that he can be a man who walks in integrity and he can be a man who goes in obedience to God and he will be a man who will follow the Word of God and obey the Word of God and he will be a man that will set the example for his home. Can somebody say amen? amen. Lord, give us men that in this day we're living in for that. I love Joshua. We made, a, we made a statement about it a while ago, but you know Joshua lived in a very evil time too. Joshua had to make a stand when no one else wanted to make a stand. He seen that they were all following after idols and they were all following after their own way. It was they would worship the way they wanted to worship. But he said, no way. There's only one way you can worship. You're either going to worship the way you're worshiping or you're going to have to come on God's side and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, in Joshua's time, what he did was he gathered all the tribes of Israel together. He challenged the people at that point in time. He got under the power of the Holy Spirit. He was a man of integrity. He was a man of God. And here's what he did. He basically made a challenge. He said, you can have the utmost freedom today to decide once and for all who you're going to serve. He gives the choice that they can go on about their own way, they can do worship their own idols, or, say or, they can have the opportunity and the chance like you can today, you can have that same opportunity and chance to say, you know what, there's only one true God. There's only one way. There's only one truth. There's only one life. His name is Jesus. And if I'm going to get to heaven, if I'm going to lead my family to heaven, then I've got to come on the side of the one who led me out of Egypt and brought me into the promised land. Can somebody say amen? amen. So man, when you see that nice sign hung up, how many have seen that sign? Maybe you got one in your home. 
Maybe your wife hung one up on the wall. Maybe you've seen it when you've been to Hobby Lobby. Maybe you've read it in the Word of God. Maybe you've heard it preached. And it says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Can I ask you this? Can I say this and make a challenge to you this today, men? Don't just look at that sign. Let that sign be a reminder to you to say, you know what? That sign's saying something to me. That sign's saying, first of all, I need to examine my own heart. God, I need to see if my heart is right with you, first and foremost. Amen. Then I've got to set this example for my family. What, are, what is that? Men, do you really know what goes on in your homes? Do you know all the activities that happen in your home? Do you know uh, what your children, what your family may be doing when you're not home? Do you understand that the enemy will take your children, will even use your wife at times? They'll, they'll, they'll use the dog against you if they have to. The enemy is out to deceive you, but you are the one who is called by God, who has integrity, who, who will take a stand and say, you know what? I am going to make sure that the behaviors, I'm going to make sure that the actions in my home, I'm going to make sure all the attitudes in my home, I'm going to make sure they all are lining up with the heart of God, and I'm going to make sure that they are walking in the obedience of God, and they are following the Word of God. There's going to be an altar built back in my home. There's going to be a prayer time in my home. There's going to be a devotional time in my home. Men, we've got to get back to the roots. Or the enemy's going to destroy. He said, I, he, the Bible says he seeks to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. He's still doing it. Men, look at your brother right now and just say, it's time you step up. Go ahead. It's time we step up. Don't be afraid to look at your brother and say, hey, there needs to be some accountability. That's why this men of armor was formed in this church is so we can be held accountable one to another and we can look at the other one when they get discouraged, when they get down, when they don't think they can go on. It's the man of God that has integrity that says, oh, yes, you can. And oh, yes, you will. And you have an accountable partner here. You got a prayer partner who's going to see to it that you're going to get through this. It is time for men to be the spiritual leader of their home. It's time to initiate godly living for myself and for my family. It's time to live a life of integrity. You know, godliness will always be supported by integrity. You cannot have godliness without integrity. Amen. You can't, you can't, you can't straddle the fence there and say, well, I've got integrity but I don't have godliness. You can't say I have godliness and not show integrity. Amen. So today on Father's Day, I want to challenge the men to this. You know what this world needs out there right now? It needs men of integrity. This church needs men of integrity. This community out here, can I just say that one out there? The 99 in here. Awesome, praise God, hallelujah. But there's one out there who could be watching your life, man, when you're on your job. That one that we're trying to bring in, that Jesus said we've got to go after, that one could be watching you. And they know whether you're walking in truth. They know whether you're walking in integrity. And you want to convince them to come to this house of God? Live a life of integrity. Be somebody different. Don't blend in with the world. 
Be standing out for Jesus Christ. Let your light shine brightly. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Take your boldness in the power of the Holy Spirit and watch God do things in your life that you've never seen Him do before. Your wife, husband, needs you to have integrity. Your children need a father, the Bible says. The children need a father of integrity. Our grandchildren need grandfathers and pawpaws, whatever you're called, with integrity. The dictionary defines integrity this way if you're taking notes. It's the quality of being honest. Hmm. The quality of being honest and having strong, say strong, moral principles. Moral uprightness. Let me add this to that definition. Men, when you're out there on your, in your workplaces, in your community, and suddenly you're out there alone somewhere, when no one else is seeing you but God, you still have strong morals. You still walk in the principles of God's Word. When nobody else is watching, you're still a man that has integrity. You know why? Because God is watching you. His eyes are on you every single day of every single moment. The Bible says in Psalms 139, Oh Lord, you've searched me. You know me. You know my sitting down. You know my rising up. You understand my thoughts when they're far off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You're acquainted with all my ways. There is not a word on my tongue, but oh Lord, you know it all together. You've hedged me behind and you've hedged me before. You've laid your hand upon me. Does that tell us something there, men? That, that tells us that even when we are out there in the world by ourselves, we have to still show integrity. It goes without question, Jesus was a man of integrity. I think Jesus would want us to follow his example. You know, I caught th three things that I've seen out of, out, of God, out of Jesus when he was here on this earth, and I thought I would jot this down too. Jesus always spoke with what? Truth. Whether it hurt, whether it pricked, or whether it built up. Amen? He spoke the truth because he was the truth. He lived humbly. Man, we got to come off this pride thing. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to come off the pride wagon. It's, try, it's time to be humble men. And then we are called, as Jesus did, to serve others. That, in, that, that, that means we are to follow His example. We are to follow Jesus' heart and be a, a, be a man like He was, a godly man. And the only way, listen, <clears throat> as I said before, men, your, your ministry, and I know Jesus is okay with this because I prayed about it hard before I said this, God has got to be first and foremost in your heart and in your walk with God. You cannot have any person, not even my wife, can come between me and God. Amen. You cannot let anybody or anything come between you and God. That's first. 
But I'm going to also tell you one other thing that God laid on my heart when I thought about Him being first. Also, men, your home is your ministry. Your home is your ministry first. Before you come to this church, and I think I'm okay. Pastor can tell me if I'm wrong after the service. That's okay. We can minister here in the church. We can be busy. We can do all the programs, Pastor. We can get together on our vision and casting. We can do all these things we're doing, but if we neglect first the ministry of our home, we have failed God. See, the greatest influence, according to Solomon here, is that you, you can have on your family, the greatest influence you can have on your family is walking in integrity and living a holy and a righteous life. That's what he says will last. So men, love God first, love your wife, love your children, and be their leader. Be their spiritual leader. Be their example. Marriages are built up as men learn how to love their wives. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Children grow up knowing the Lord as men take on the responsibility of training them in the righteous ways of life. There's a lot of ways out there in life. But there's really only one way, man. It's your responsibility to train that child up. Because they're watching you. And you're not to train them up in wrath. The Bible says don't provoke them to wrath. Bring them up in the training and the ammunition of the Lord. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from them. can't depart from them. They're strengthened. Your, your witness will be strengthened. It will be solidified, if I can use that word, solid. Your faith will be solid if you will grow in this most important relationship. And that relationship is with Jesus first and then your home. Other priorities have to come under that. Make sure you don't lose that. Now I mentioned, and I'm going, to, I'm going to wrap this up, and I mentioned something here, and I'm going to go back over this. I don't know about you, but it saddens my heart. You can't turn on the news. You can't, eat, you can't pick up, a, well, people don't pick up newspapers anymore, but you can't go on, your, on, on any kind of news line, TV, your internet, whatever, without seeing that this society is in trouble. Our world is fading away. It's sinking like the Titanic into immorality. Wickedness, corruption, you name it, it's out there. God help us. You know why I think a lot in the Lord show? I said, Lord, okay, that hits me. I'll, hey, I'll be the first to admit, I'm a man. God called me to be a man of God. God called me to be a preacher. But God called me to be a man of integrity for my family. And this hit me right here. I thought, you know, Lord, our world is deteriorating. It's falling into immorality. And you know what God said? He said, well, it's a lack, it's a lack of godly men with integrity who, who have wimped out on the responsibilities. Who decided to go their way instead of my way. Adam, where are you? Maybe God's speaking your name out that way. Whether it's Steve, Adam, 
John, David, whatever, Pastor Kevin, where are you? You see, God, when I looked at prisons, I thought, you know what prisons are full of? Men who've lost their integrity, who've walked in their own ways, who thought good was evil and evil was good, bitter was sweet, sweet was bitter, who was deceived by the devil and did not take the responsibility. I think that prisons are full of godless men for that reason. I think children are in juvenile detentions across America because they did not and does not have a father of integrity. So man of God, it is our responsibility to step up. If we want to see our world change around us, if we want to see this community change around us, if you want to see your home first and foremost change, and you want to see godliness come in, you want to see righteousness come in, you want to take a stand and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You'll see miracles happen. You'll see God do things because He honors authority. God placed the man in authority, but he's lost that authority. He's given that authority away. He's wimped out. In Job, remember Job? How many remembers Job? He was blameless, the Bible says. I won't take the time to read it all, but I'll tell you this. It said he was blameless, and in the New Living Translation, it used the word he was a man of complete. Say complete. Integrity. He feared God and men. He stayed away from evil. If you are looking, watching, reading, doing whatever it might be, and it's not blameless before God, and it's not complete integrity, that's your problem. Come back to God. God even recognized Job's integrity so much that he looked at Satan and said, Hey, Satan, come here a minute. Have you noticed my servant Job? That he's the finest man in all the earth. Wow, what a what! God speaks out with one man and tells the devil he is the finest in all the earth. He's blameless. He's a man of complete integrity. He fears God and he stays away from evil. Wouldn't it be something if God could look down upon you as a man of God and say that to you about to Satan to about you? I wonder, does he? Can he? Would he? Would he say that about you, man? As we're closing up, what would your wife today say about your integrity? What would your children say about your integrity? What would your grandchildren say? about your integrity? What would your place of work say, your co-workers, about your integrity? What would your community or wherever you go and whoever you're around, would they see integrity? Proverbs 20 and 7 speaks of a man that walks. Say walks. In integrity. I looked that word up, walketh, in the Hebrew. It refers to a manner of life. Walks, walketh is what the 
the King James says, walketh in Hebrew is, it's just a manner of life. In other words, it's not just this man that suddenly comes to church on Sunday and decides he's going to stroll down the integrity lane because he's in the house of God. Oh, I'll come down integrity lane now because I'm in front of the pastor. I'm going to walk down the integrity line now because I walked through the church after arguing with my wife all the way to church with a smile on my face. Say fake smile. Because you're covering up. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, God. I'm trying, God, here. I'm trying to get the guys to see this. Guys, this was in my heart so heavy. And I'm, I said, Lord, speak to me first. And He did. That's why I'm bringing this message to you. Because He spoke to me about this before I spoke to you about what He told me. You just don't take an occasional stroll down memory lane or integrity lane when it is convenient and you want others to see what you're doing. Say hypocrite. Jesus spoke the truth. Hey, I'm just... Hey, I've heard him do it before. He said, hey, if it was a lift service and hearts were far from him, he wasn't, a, he, he wasn't a, a bit ashamed to tell them that's where you're at. You snakes. Nah, we won't go, okay, we'll, we'll stay on this one. But he spoke the truth, didn't he? Truth sometimes can hurt, but let it. Because if truth's going to change my heart, if truth is going to take me to heaven, if truth is going to keep me from going to a place called the lake of fire, then bless God, burn in me the truth. Okay. Men, it's okay for you to leave a legacy when you pass. A lot of times we think legacies are leaving behind money. Leaving behind real estate. Leaving our stocks behind if you do that or whatever. Leaving your 401s. And I'm not saying that's all bad because I think that's, a, that's honorable to do that. But according to the Word of God, in Proverbs, you know what happens with all that? Proverbs says that an inheritance quickly gained will be lost in the end. So what is it that blesses our sons and daughters now and far into the future? We read it a while ago, didn't we? Solomon says the best thing we can do for our children, the best thing we can do for our families is to be a righteous man who walks in integrity. To be a father who walks this way will be the father who will see his children blessed after him. That's what the Word of God says, not Pastor Steve. Amen. You see, they may not have riches. They may, they may not have huge estates. They may not have vacation homes. They may not have all the things this world says a man should be had to be successful. But what they do have is something far more valuable, something that is rare in this day and time. It's going to be more, more valuable than diamonds or rubies or houses or money and all these things. They will have a godly upbringing from a dad that feared God who walked in integrity, a dad who led their family in spirituality and that seen that family go into a place called heaven, walking the streets of gold, going through the gates of pearl, hearing Jesus say, enter in, thou good and faithful servant, into the joy of the Lord. That's the legacy, men, that we need to have our minds set on and nothing else. 
Praise God. How many believes that the enemy has minefields out there for our family? For our children. They, he has a minefield set out there. It's full of immorality. It's full of lawlessness. It's full of crime. It's full of sin. It's full of sexual immorality. It's full of impurities. It's full of pornography. It's full of everything you can think of that's out there for our, our sons and everyone to get involved in. But I'm telling you, the minefields are out there. Men, it's your job. It's your responsibility to keep your children from stepping on one of those minefields. It's your responsibility to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. God, I'm going to serve you with all of my heart. I'm going to serve you with all of my soul. I'm going to serve you with all of my might. It's all going to be about you, God. And then I'm going to pour that onto my family. I'm going to pray over my family. And I'm going to believe that God is going to take them into glory one day. It's for the sake of your family that you can do this. I close with this. Here's what we can do, guys. God, from the very beginning, gave man authority who is of all authority placed authority upon the man of the home so men if you have accepted Christ and you are walking in that integrity and you want to be that person today here's what you can do you need to make a proclamation a declaration you need to look at, listen, you need under the power of the Holy Spirit and by under the authority of the Word of God and by the blood of Jesus Christ, when you see the enemy coming in and he's trying to set those minefields, he's trying to bring your marriage down, he's trying to get a hold of your children and your grandchildren and you see this happening, you say, devil, by the authority of the Word of God, by the authority of Jesus Christ, by the authority of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Devil, you can't have my family. What can you do? You can take that Word of God as a sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Use it as a stake. You know, they used to do that when they would stake out property. They'd say, this is my property. And they would put that stake and drive it right straight down in the ground. Take the Word of God. Take that authority that God gave you under the blood and the power of the Holy Spirit. Get a hold of that spiritual stake. You drive that into the front door of your home and you say, devil, you can't have my marriage. Devil, you can't have my children. Devil, you can't have my grandchildren. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Give the Lord a praise in the house of God. If the praise team will come up, if every head will be bowed, just stand up. Just stand up everywhere all over the place as we get ready to leave here. Men, I know the ladies are here, but just pray. I'm asking every man right now. I'm asking every man. What are you meditating on today? We read the opening scripture. Is your mind upon that which is true always? Is your mind always on that which is honorable before God? Is your mind right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Does it have a good report? 
You know what? You can say it does, but can God say it does? Most importantly, God knows your heart. When you're tempted by the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, by Satan and the Holy Spirit, you say, God, please let the Holy Spirit come down right now and take every thought captive that is not of you. Capture those thoughts, oh God. Man of God, the Bible says that we are to flee from things, pursue after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. You're here this morning. My challenge to you, first and foremost, if there's anyone in this place, God sees your heart all can't hide it from me. You say, Lord, I've not been where I really need to be to say that I am a man of integrity. I'm really not at that place where I'm walking in righteousness for my family, in my job, or wherever I go. With no one looking around except for God, And you would just say, Pastor Steve, like you, this has spoke to my heart. I'm not where I need to be, but I want to be. I want God to put into me holiness and righteousness and integrity. That you this morning, just slip your hand up for God. There's one hand. Anybody else that just wants to own up to that? Two hands. Come on. God knows. Here's what we're going to do as they're singing. If you would, any man for that matter, who wants to come up just a, just a few moments around this altar, I'd like, for, I'd like for you, if you could, all the men to come up here so that Pastor Kevin and I can have a prayer over all of the fathers and the dads. For the men of this church, Father. Father, we, we heard a wonderful message on how important it is, Lord, for us men to walk in integrity. 
as we walk in integrity to influence our community, to influence our business, to influence our, our, our family, Father. We pray over our fathers today. We pray over our dads. We pray over our granddaddies today, God. And Lord, we're asking you, Lord, to touch our dads this morning. God, we're living in a, a cruel, hard world, Lord. God, a lot of dads has got a lot of granddads has got a lot going on in their life right now. And God, I am asking you to give our dads and our granddads strength right now. I'm asking you, Lord, to watch over and protect their mind right now, God. I'm asking you, Lord, to touch their mind right now. God, they, they just got a lot, God, that's happening in their life. And Lord, I am asking you, Lord, right now to touch them right now. Lord, wherever they're at in their relationship with you, that they would continually grow, continually get closer to you. But Lord, you're there to help them this morning. You're there to be with our dads and our granddads this morning. You're there to give them strength. You're there to give them wisdom and understanding. So Father, I ask you right now, Lord, to touch them, Lord. Show them grace and show them mercy. God, help them to quit looking in their past. All of us dads, all of our, us granddads, God, we have made mistakes along the way. When we look back, we wish that, Lord, maybe we would have did some things different. But God, you're, I just feel encouraged to tell our dads this morning, God, your grace and your mercy covers them this morning. Your grace and your mercy covers, Lord, them this morning. Lord, no matter how it looked in their past, I'm sure all of us would look back and say that we wish, Lord, we would have did something different with our children. We would have did this a little different, but God, I want to encourage him that your mercy and your grace, Lord, covers them this morning. And Lord, as they leave this building this morning, the Lord, not only would you bless them, but God, that you would bless them indeed. God, that the Spirit of the Lord would rest on our dads. The Spirit of the Lord would rest on our granddads. Father, there's dads that are not here this morning for some reason or another, Lord. But Lord, just because they're not here doesn't mean, Lord, that we're not going to pray over them this morning. God, we pray over the dads and the granddads that are not here this morning, Lord. The Lord, that you will be with them. Maybe it's a dad that's connected to a family here this morning that don't know Christ. Lord, we're praying for that dad right now. We're praying that you open his eyes, Father, to the understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, that you will bless all our dads. Your face will shine upon them, Lord, and that you will keep them and they will walk in the upright integrity of their heart. The God integrity is the forefront of their life. Lord, as they walk out the rest of their life, that integrity is at the forefront. And Lord, that you will bless them, God. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, our dads need you this morning. As they they shuffle and God things through life they need you and God we hold them up in prayer this morning that God through the power and work of the Holy Spirit you will touch them and bless them and everybody said amen and amen and amen and amen 
Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And may the Lord's face shine upon you today. In Jesus' name.